0: just go to
1: cars.com It's magical. Straight now, Chaser. And when you talk about that, the roller coaster of the last two years, did you ever doubt yourself during those times? Absolutely. Uh, and I think that that's, you know, one of those things that I talked about with our team is you got to find that belief. You got to find that confidence in yourself. And that's what I've based my whole story on, my whole career on is confidence in myself and taking those chances. Uh, so, there were times and uh these guys know that uh everybody has their moments but you know you you can't just you know hold on to yourself you have to have people to lean on and we have those guys here you're listening to straight no chaser on dogs by nature now here's your host my dad balonius seven
0: My Dogs by Nature family. I hope this transmission finds you well. My name is Thelonious7, and you're listening to Straight No Chaser on Dogs by Nature Radio. Yesterday, we finally got video out of Berea that didn't disappoint. Uh, Former Kent State Golden Flash and All-World Special Teamer Josh Cribbs was there at a socially responsible distance from the great Nate Zagura. Cribs was effusive in his enthusiasm Causing several fans To question whether he would Ditch the press box and storm The field for an impromptu tryout Man I love Josh Cribs And I appreciate the opportunity To get this kind of look at the Browns As they prepare to open the season On September 13th In the heart of darkness The heavy sullen air The smell of crab cakes The greater Chesapeake region where they will do battle with Lamar Jackson and the rest of the Ravens. Uh, We also got a ton of press yesterday as well as heard from Baker. And we heard some of that uh, audio at the top of the show as well. And I'm sure we're going to hear more uh, from the audio around Maria in the next few days. But for today's show, we're going to start part two of our look around the AFC North. And that started uh, last show with the Queen City Kitties and Bengal Jim. And it continues with Vince and Dimitri of the Steelers Devoted Podcast. This is the third time we've had these guys in the Straight No Chaser studios. We talked right before we got duck punched, if you recall. They also helped us break down the events after the Miles Garrett interview back in February, which I think is certainly worth hearing again. And no one can question the fervor or the devotion these guys have for their team. I've come to appreciate their banter, and we can certainly gain something from understanding this opposition's position. Vincent Dimitri can be found at Steelers Devoted on Twitter. So without any further ado, let's get into the discussion. So first, Vincent Dimitri, happy to have you on as the first three-time guest of the show. Uh, 2020 has been an off season like no other. What did this look like to you from the greater Allegheny region? How do you think that the Steelers are responding to the new normal?
2: You know, I really, you know, I, Demetri and I have a very high opinion of Mike Tomlin. And I don't think there's somebody, you know, or very few coaches better than Mike Tomlin when it comes to an adversity like this situation. <laughs> Tomlin just knows how to handle these things. Um, you know, he has dealt with adversity before, you know, with the whole transition of, you know, Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell, and, you know, two seasons ago, and this is kind of another thing that he will handle, and so far, everything that I've seen from the Steelers organization, from the coaching staff, from the players, has been very professional. Uh, they've had a few players that they initially put on uh, the COVID IR, such as James Washington and Jalen Samuels, but they have since come off, and they are beginning their first padded practice on Monday, I believe, so things are looking good from that point of view.
1: Uh, as I was mentioning, you made a really good point about Mike Tomlin. I mean, yes, uh, he is not a virus. He's not Dr. Fauci. He's not a he's not a doctor. He's not a, a, a member of the CDC or anything like that. So, he, from a standpoint of him knowing what type what we're dealing with in reality, it, that that's not his strength. But to your point, handling adversity, handling um, a curveball thrown at you. Um, I, I, just, to your, like, I, I agree with you. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm not sure there's too many coaches out there that can adjust and adapt on the fly like Mike Tomlin and get his team prepared to play um, in the midst of a pandemic. Um, couldn't agree with you more. I think that's an excellent point by you. Um, and I think that's key. I think we're, we're, when you talk about the 2020 season. Continuity and, and, and familiarity with each other, with staff, players, is going to be key, especially early on in the season when there's going to be there's no preseason. Everyone's coming in after not playing football for the better part of eight months, um, and to have the ability to lean on prior experiences with maybe a, a teammate or a coach, and um, yes, yeah, nothing similar to what this is what happened this you know what's happening right now, but at the same time being able to um. Uh, have that continuity with your staff, your players, your organization as a whole, I think is key for this year. And I think when you look at the Steelers, like you mentioned, I think as we sit here today on uh, August 14th, they don't have any uh, players on the COVID list at this time. Um, nope. And as you mentioned, the first private practice on Monday, and that's kind of where we're, we're really going to start seeing, I think that's going to be a turning point. I think that's the first turning point is when the pads go on and we're actually getting real live football uh, in terms of practice environment. And then again, when Week One rolls around and we go through that first, you know, 16 games on between Thursday, Sunday, and Monday, seeing what happens from a virus standpoint, um, I think that's going to be really a, a tell for the rest of the season. But as we sit here today, I think the Steelers have done a great job. They have a, their the Steelers, the uh, official. Uh, app and twitter feed and i'm sure all the other platforms have uh, got a, a little series going on and they've kind of documented especially in that first episode um kind of the, the changes that they've made to obviously their facility now it's everything's a heinz field for this year with training camp and keeping everything socially distanced and kind of how they're going about uh you know making sure that they're following all the proper protocols and to your point as i said there's definitely not a better coach that I would I would want uh, handling this situation for my team, as well as you know the Steelers organization as a whole, um, and across the league. Let's just be fair. I feel as though uh, has really taken this initial training camp setting uh, environment uh, very seriously, uh, as you can as you can tell with the below below one percent of a positivity rate. So that's great news. It's encouraging. I think it's better yeah. than most expected. So. The fingers across crossed that it continues, but definitely from the Steelers' perspective, I think that they're doing a great job, just like pretty much everyone else is in the, in the NFL.
0: You, me, and Bengal Jim are all on the same page with this response. It, and even though I hate his smug face, I do have a deep level of respect for Coach Tomlin. We talked about his leadership in the past, so I guess there's no surprises here. But let's talk now about the AFC North. Do you think that this is the best division in the NFL? How do you rate the quarterbacks? And just how likely is
1: a Steelers resurgence this year? When you look at the AFC North, Vince, right, you have the Baltimore Ravens, who are heavily Super Bowl favorites, uh, oh. coming off, what, a 14-2 season? Um, and 0-2 in the
2: playoffs. Oh,
1: Oh. Already oh. throwing jabs. Have, yeah. have it's not season hasn't even season. I mean, really? Yes, training camp started, but there's no preseason games. we we should be discussing some preseason games as we sit here today, right now. But oh, uh, they would have played tonight. They would have played tonight. Exactly. The um, Buccaneers too. Like, right. They've played your boy, Tampa Bay. Oh uh, my gosh. Right. Um. So you look at the Ravens. Right. They're obviously heavily favored to go to the Super Bowl, win the division, the whole nine. Uh, Cincinnati Bengals drafted Joe Burrow, number one. Um, It's Zach Taylor's second year as the head man in Cincinnati. Um, Still kind of in the rebuilding process. Cleveland, uh, the revolving door from GM to head coach and all that. Um, But it's a lot quieter, which I'm sure um, after last year's offseason hype train, um, you'd you'd imagine that having a little bit of uh, just focus on football and not what everyone's saying how good you can be I think is, uh, I think they're probably, um, uh, they'll say, you know, they're, they're, they're appreciative of that. And I think that that might get them back to, well, I shouldn't get, say get back to because they haven't won anything, but that should get them spread in the right direction. I'll um, say it's amazing how much time you have when you're not filming 20
2: progressive commercials.
1: Right. Right. Shout out Baker Mayfield. Um, and then obviously the Steelers, as we, uh, as you and I discussed on the, on the regular, um everything depends on, depends on the health of Ben Roethlisberger, right? Um, if he's healthy and all the early signs are encouraging, um, from the videos that the Steelers posted that he has posted, the interviews, everything sounds encouraging, which is great. Uh, the reality is we just won't be able to answer this until really that first game uh, of the regular season and, and seeing actually where he has in a, live, in a stadium and live action. Um, but to answer the question... Um, I'd probably I'll 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 do this question a little bit out of order. I'd okay. probably put um I'd probably put I'd put Lamar one, Ben two, Baker three, Joe Burrow four. I know you're probably gonna disagree with me on that. Uh. I you're not a fan of Lamar yeah, you're not you're not the the, the
2: No tell you, me what division what if you think AFC North is the best division, then I'll offer
1: Okay. Um, I will say that it's close because I, there's two other divisions that I look at. Um, I like the NFC West. Yeah, yeah. And I like the NFC South. Um, yeah. So I, I don't know. So what at, just rank them. Rank them. Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm gonna go. South, NFC West, AFC North. Those are my top three. All right.
2: Do I believe the NA, AFC North, excuse me, is the best division in the NFL? No, I do not. Um, the NFC West is definitely the best division in the NFL. You had the so 49. We yeah. For, well, you said the South, right? Did I? No, I think I said the West and the South. Okay. I think the West is better than the South. You got the Niners win the Super Bowl last year. And then the year before that, you have the Los Angeles Rams. All right. Seattle can go to the Super Bowl anytime, you know. And the Cardinals are are not a bottom feeder. They're going to win probably seven or seven games this year. I would say. I think that's what I was looking at so far. It's a very good division, top to bottom. Um, but you know, the AFC North, yes, it's, it's around second to third best. The problem is with the AFC North is that, especially in the last couple of years, like you look back in Pittsburgh down 17 and Baltimore last year, they have these great regular season records and they get this by and then they just kind of fall flat in the playoffs, and so it's, you know, you don't see AFC North teams getting the Super Bowl. um, Really, since 2010 for the Steelers, so, I mean, it's been a while since they've had a lot of postseason success. Um, How do you rate the QBs? So, a while back, I did a QB ranking um, for the entire league, and, you know, my three top quarterbacks were Wilson, uh, Mahomes, and Aaron Rodgers. That was my, that's my top tier. Like, you can, you know, Mahomes is the best, but you can, you know, throw the rest of those three names around anywhere else. And then my next year down, I have uh, Lamar Jackson and Ben Osborne. I think that's fair, you know, based off what I've seen Ben do over, you know, 16 years or, you know, more like 15 years. Um, And Lamar has been fantastic over the last two seasons. Um, And I'm sure he will continue to develop in ways. But I'm not ready to say, you know, boom, he's just head and shoulders above. If you're having a discussion with me, if you put Lamar Jackson on top of uh, Patrick Mahomes, you're crazy, and whatever you're taking, you need to get off it. Okay. Just my my personal opinion. Um, And then how likely is the Steelers' resurgence? Listen, last year, week 15, or week 14, the Steelers go to Arizona with Duck Hodges and beat the Arizona Cardinals, and they're 85. All right? If they do not score 10 straight points in each of those final three games playing the Jets, Ravens, and Bills, not in that order, they go to the playoffs with Duck Hodges They go to the playoffs with Duck Hodges. Yes, I repeated that. All right, Ben is not going to be worse than Duck Hodges. I don't even care if he's maybe three fourths of what he was, you know, three years ago. He's going to, this offense is going to score much more points. Is the defense going to be as good as it was last year? No. Is it going to have as many turnovers? Probably not. All right, but this defense is very elite. It's the best defense in the AFC North
0: go to their site to hear the entire response. I I certainly heard it and believe me, guys, I took notes. I I can't argue with the fact that they will have a strong defensive unit once again, but what are they going to get out of the quarterback position? The reason that the Ravens are who they are is because people are more confident about what they're going to see with Lamar Jackson than what they're going to get out of the quarterback room in Northeast West Virginia. Well, Ben is aging, but this offense has some very good pieces. How good can Deontay Johnson be? What are some of the under-the-radar offensive contributors that we might not know about in Cleveland?
1: When you look at Deontay Johnson, I think that right now he might not be listed at it. I think listed as it, I think he's the number one option on the Steelers in the rivalry. I agree. possession. Um, the thing with Deontay is he came into the league with the ability to separate. He knows how to, um, get open and, 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 and not just in college open, I'm talking about NFL open. He can, um, there's several instances. I mean, he had a, a, a pretty decent night against Tredavious White, um, yep. who's one of the better corners in the league. Um, and that's just one example. His ability to get open and create separation with his route running ability, and then when he gets the ball in his hands, his ability to make people miss—he's a dynamic player, and he's only going to get better, especially with Ben Roethlisberger at the quarterback position. I mean, he was—he was—he had a, led the league in receptions as a rookie with Duck and Mason. Yep. Right. So, I just imagine what a full 16 games uh, with Ben could do. Um, and again. You know the offense was so putrid. You know we underestimate the value of Ben that Ben has pre-snap and making sure that they're in the right play and making sure that they're calling the right protections and so on and so forth. That, that 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 alone can also help provide spark not only for Deontay but for the offense. So I think he right now is the number one off number one option on the Steelers, and I feel as though he could finish as a top ten receiver in the in the league after this year. Um, higher than me, yeah. Um, when you look at the under the radar, I'm going to piss Yinzer Nation off right now, oh and gosh. I'm going to go with Ryan Switzer. Now, some people might say <laughs> that, well, I'm going to say that Ryan. Some people are going to say, "Well, how's he, does he even really make the roster?" Well, here's the yes.
2: thing: he lives at Ben's house.
1: Right. Uh, listen, when That's you're true. good and good with a quarterback, um, like him or not, uh, you, you, you got you're going to have some staying power because of who the you know who you're good buddies with, and especially if it's Ben. Right, Um, You look at, I don't know if you've seen, Switzer looks like he's in great shape. He looks like he's bulked up. Um, And let's be honest, I mean, that first game against New England last year, yes, it was a debacle, uh, but Switzer was heavily involved in the game plan. Um, Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until Ben obviously got hurt that he kind of fell off the face of the earth um, and they had to scrap everything that they had planned for him without Ben. Um, I think Switzer, now I'm not sitting here saying he's going to be a seventy eighty catch guy by any means, but I that definitely thirty five. Right, I definitely yeah. think he's going to be an intricate part of the offense, and uh, you know he might still be on. I don't. I, I don't know. I don't know if he completely relinquished his punt return duties to Deontay Johnson. Um, I don't know if the Steelers. You know, there there was always the talk back in the day with AB returning punts that they didn't want to keep putting him out there to him an injury. I don't know if we're there at that point yet with Deontay, but um, I am. When you look at Switzer, I think, like I said, from the slot position, from the kickoff returns, potentially, um, I think there's an opportunity for him to have a real spark uh, on this offense. And again, not nothing, uh, you know, from a, a you know, not going to be electrifying, lighting up scoreboards, but he's going to be the guy that you say, you know, you might you might go back to a game and you say there's a couple there's a couple third down catches that he made that really turn the tide of the game. And I think. That enough is an under-the-radar con- uh, contributor for the Steelers offense.
0: A very big thanks to Vince and Dimitri. You can find their full responses to my questions at Steelers Devoted on Twitter. Well, that was your dose of the straight truth. You've been listening to Straight No Chaser. I am your host, Thelonious7, on Dogs by Nature. Take care and go Browns. Listen to our Solo Acts mini-series now
1: in the VergeCast feed, anywhere you find podcasts. Hello, I'm Nilay Patel, the editor-in-chief of The Verge and host of Decoder, a business podcast where I interview CEOs about big ideas, the problems that come from those ideas, and how they make decisions. It is also surprisingly about org charts. It comes up a lot. New episodes of Decoder are out on Tuesday, and the Centennial series is out on Thursdays. Check it out. We think you're really going to like it. You can get it wherever you get your podcasts.